You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, welcome to SmackDown Review. So, Dennis Norderday. No! Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown! It's the 27th of July in the year of our Lord 2000. Ronan Keating's Life is a Roller Coaster is still number one in the charts <laughs> and in our minds. Stuart Bloody Little, a film I didn't understand when I was a child and don't understand. Now I'm an adult and much smarter. Why is he the only mouse? Why is no one talking about him being a mouse? Don't get it. It's only in the charts in the number one slot in the UK box office for one week. So I'm clearly not alone. He'd get three or so crappy straight-to-video sequels. So stay tuned to Tom Campbell World for that. (laughs) The Threads of Fate is the big game release this week. And yeah, me neither. (laughs) And the only thing of note, in the non-wrestling world, is this little weird thing I found. Uh, ITV says it will apply for a high court judicial review into the ITC's decision to order it to move its 11pm news bulletin. It turns out some stations in the UK are legally bound to broadcast this, the news at a proper time. And they can't just move it around because the, the time slot's not making that much money because not many people are seeing it. Right. So, turns out you can't move the t- news at 10 to 11pm, and I'll have anyone go, no, 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 people need the news at 10. News oh. at 11, that, that's, that's time for Betty Weddy. <laughs> so, so I didn't realise that would have been a kickoff. Clearly it was. Yeah, it's, uh, ITV said it scrapped the news at 10 to halt the long-term decline in its peak time audience and increase the range and diversity of the evening schedule, which is bizarre to hear when you think of news Sorry, uh, Trevor McDonald, we're having to end your push. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the news just isn't over anymore, bud. No, you have to report on car crashes. <laughs> it's what I love about ITV, just on a slight tangent, because I know we haven't started proper yet. Um, but ITV's almost biannual attempts to do a late-night talk show a la in America and, and how they fail overwhelmingly is a great joy. Like every, I feel like every year or so they will attempt to do a late night talk show like they do in America. But there is just something about that formula that on, in the transition across the Atlantic, it just doesn't scan. 
You're right. The BBC have tried. Uh, they had lots of success of Wogan in the 80s and 90s. Um, Graham Norton, uh, Fridays. But like but, a daily one. Like the, yeah, the, the a daily one. A daily no, one. No. Like a late show with James Corden type thing. No, we don't like people enough to see them every day here in the <laughs> UK. True. But we had Skinner. Uh, Skinner. You know, I can't remember his first name. I thought it was, I thought given he was in Badil and Skinner, I thought his first his name was Anne. <laughs> his name was Badil and. <laughs> no, don't be silly. David Badil's the other dude. The other guy's Anne Skinner. Oh, sorry. Don't be ridiculous, Tommy. You, you're oh. dredging this up. Uh, and I can't think of the people. So I think you're right, and I think we should move on before we start talking about you know Eric Bischoff trying to take over the ITV News at ten, so we can feud. <laughs> Hey, Trevor, Trevor. Trevor McDougal. <laughs> Flipping Bischoff and Hogan sat with their legs up on the News at 10 desk. Hey, let me read this. Blah, 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 scandal. Blah, blah, blah. Princess Diana still dead. Blah, blah, blah. John. Oh, God. We've not even really started yet. This is the prelude. <laughs> we didn't start the podcast yet. This is the bit of the show where we're still telling the people, can you please switch off your phones to not disturb the rest of the audience? <laughs> But that, ladies and gentlemen, was all the things happening in the crazy non-wrestling part of this period of history. What is happening in the wonderful world of wrestling and SmackDown back when WWE was not on Peacocks? <laughs> that answer and many others that you didn't ask for can only be found right here in the Cultolic Classic SmackDown review. You're listening to the dulcet tones of Mafu, who has just woken up, and Tom Campbell, who has not just woken up. How the hell are you woken up, Tom? I've been up since about 5am, mate. Jesus <laughs> wept. Doing all, doing all right here. Um, multitasking man right now. Um, we, at time of recording, just finished watching Raw from 2021. Uh, we've got a news video going out on the Cultolic channel very soon. Uh, you may hear the washing machine in the background because I'm doing a, a big load of washing at the time of recording this as well. Uh, and when I finish this today, I've got a little planning session because um, I wanted to do more stuff on Twitch for Cultaholic. I do love you by Friday at uh, four o'clock where we take your phone calls. And I thought, and Matthew will, will agree with me, that I just don't do enough work around here. So... I know, I often say, you know, who's the laziest member of staff? <laughs> Old Workshy Campbell is, 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 is picking his feet up. I wanted to do more stuff on Twitch. And, and this very podcast that you and I do has given me the impetus to do something on Twitch that I think I wanted to officially announce here before I announce it anywhere else. So I hope you will join me at 2 o'clock Greenwich Mean Time tomorrow where on Wednesday afternoons, I will be streaming Nintendo 64 games. <laughs> I really want to call the stream Steph, but I'm struggling to make it into an acronym <laughs> that makes sense. So right now, the working title is Cultaholic 64, which I still quite yeah, like. I quite like. I quite like that. But I think to you and I, it'll be known as Steph. <laughs> so yeah. uh, channeling the spirit of Andrew Martin. My God, you thought of everything, Tom. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> so, yeah, so maybe some ocarina of time tomorrow, unless I change my mind between now and broadcast. So, yeah, 2 o'clock, Greenwich Mean Time tomorrow. Twitch.tv slash Cultaholic. We're going to play some flipping N64 on a Wednesday. Yeah. So that's exciting. That's so you'll exciting. know all the references to the games that we mentioned. Yeah. 
it's kind of a research mission. I can I can write it off as research. Yeah. <laughs> for when for for when uh, when Mac McMuscles comes back on and I don't look too silly. Yeah, not like when I had the all the games that came out then sixty four in the year two thousand Wikipedia page up. <laughs> wow, he really book bumbled that move, <laughs> eh, Matt? See, see, she's that, ladies and gentlemen. Right, we're playing Buck Bumble, sad it. We're playing Buck God, Bumble. he's showing him no mercy 64 in this match. <laughs> hey, he's showing him snowboard kids. No, he's not. Um, no, Tom, don't, don't look at the way of my references. To, Matt's looking at me now. No. <laughs> hey, Matt, 1080. <laughs> we should play 1080. Anyway, Matthew, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm Matthew without the muscles. Uh, I've, uh, I'm good. Overall, I'm... I'm happy. I'm not quite as happy as I was at the start of lockdown uh, because there was no way of me keeping that momentum. I'm like, no. 2021 can kiss my ass. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, you know what? All right. I'm sorry, 2021. Maybe we won't do it that way. We'll just, we'll just not hurt each other. Yeah. And that's where I'm at right now. And that's, I'm, I'm all right with that. Well, the first month of it's nearly done. So that's nice. It's so bad that we're in this sort of holding pattern and you feel like you're just going, hey, January is nearly done. And it's like you, and, and you look at it, it's time. Like uh, me and Alex were talking last night and Alex says like, I don't want to have a second lockdown birthday. Like one was bad enough. I don't want to. <laughs> like I hear you because my lockdown birthday is this Sunday and, uh, and, and I, I would, I don't mind it. I would be devastated if Alex has a second lockdown birthday. Like I don't want that for her. I want her to be out and seeing her friends and people she likes rather than me stuck in with me and the cat. Actually, that's a lie. She likes the cat. So that's fine. Yeah, uh, my f I'm not too bothered about the birthdays because there's nothing to do really uh, without that. But my friend Danny is still planning on getting married in April. Wow, that I'm worried about from. I admire his confidence. Yeah, good luck to him, mate. Good luck to him. I'm I'm getting married as well. Uh, ball and chain. Uh. <laughs> As they are. Banter, banter. Hey, hey. hey uh, that's it now. That's the end now. You'll be take my in, wife, please. Stuck, uh, in, stuck indoors every day now. Uh, <laughs> laddie banter. You come here for the laddie banter, don't you? That's why we're here. For the laddie right. banter. <laughs> Let's speak to the, audi the audience of one. <laughs> All and right, he, And he's busy. <laughs> Laddie banter. Right, let's let's talk about the wrestling, shall we? Shall we go back in time again, Matthew? Uh, we're already back in time, aren't we? I know, but, but we've been talking about stuff in lockdown and all that stuff, but we want to go back to a simpler time. We want to go back 21 years ago. Oh, I see, yes. I'm on the ball. Yes, let's go back in time, Doctor. Yes, that's right. 88 miles an hour and bump him. So, Matthew is going to lead us through this week's episode of Smackdown from July the 27th, the year of our Lord 2000. But I'm going to give you a little a little flavour of what's going on in the wrestling world in this particular week. And there's quite a lot of stuff going down in the old wrestles this week. Um, oh, good. A few randomers resurfacing in random places. So, for example, Jake the Snake Roberts has turned up in Mexico. Sounds Does like he know he's in Mexico? <laughs> he sounds like he's on the run, doesn't it? 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jake Roberts has been reported to return to Mexico for um, the new MVS promotion airing on TV Azteca. Roberts worked for AAA, was a phenomenal heel presence, says Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer of this week, for AAA several, seven years back. Jake Roberts, regardless of, you know, uh, there's there's a lot been written about Jake Roberts, and currently he's... Uh, He's been having a career renaissance as part of AEW, but I think in any generation, there's been no heel quite like Jake Roberts. Yeah, um, I love what you're saying there about the the 93 heel presence he had. He was part of this group, I think, with Conan, where they unmasked Rey Mysterio Jr. and carried his mask around. like, ha, 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 ha. Uh, the awkward thing is, if I remember from that time, when Jake Roberts was a real big heel, he got suspended Oh, no, he, that, that wasn't it. He lost a loser must retire match. And then the unmasked Rey Mysterio Jr. And the Mexican board of officials wouldn't let him come back. Because, because he, lost he, a well, he just lost a. Yeah, he just lost a loser must retire. No, 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 that's just an angle. Because, no. No, you, you, you've just lost. business in Mexico. It's serious. Yes, they have the, the board of directors who are like, no. Nah. Like, and they, I guess they need it. Because, like, if you, if you lose your mask, you don't put it back on. We won't let you wrestle, <laughs> which part of me likes uh, because it's like, yeah, how how bad would it be if people lost their masks and put them back on like American wrestling? That would that'd be a waste of time. So it, it really it's a really big deal if you lose your mask or your hair. But for them to do a retirement match and them say, no, you all right, that's just to set up the, the return matches because, well, <laughs> don't hold your breath, mate. <laughs> okay, you can come back in 10 years. How about that? It's like, what? So... You'll be welcome back with open arms in 10 years. Yes. And no so here sooner. he is, the big return. <laughs> uh, also, BB, Barbara Bush uh, from our timeline. That's she, right. She is, uh, the, 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 the Monday Night War continues. She's turned up in WCW on the, on the arm of the Kiwi. Exactly. The Observer says, the woman always with Kiwi is now a red-headed Kathy Dingman, who was BB in the WWF until recently after getting released. She'll probably go under the name Papaya. She's also engaged to Bob Holly, who WCW is apparently going to make a play for when his contract expires. Big money, Bob. I love that. Bob Holly insists, like, no, we were never engaged. We were never married. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and Holly also said that both Holly and Bischoff have said that, like, no, they had no interest in going there and you had no interest in signing them. <laughs> so is that so all it's funny? Bluster for, I, I, I reckon they'd have had Bob. I reckon if they'd offered him money, he'd have been yes. But the fact that, they, oh, I didn't want to go out with you anyway. <laughs> but if you'd said yes, I'd be, you know, hugging you. But no, 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 no. But I hate you, Bischoff. Don't you do it for life. <laughs> for, 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 for life, for life, for life. <laughs> Uh, Vader will be part of Pro Wrestling Noah starting in their October tour. Vader in the year 2000. He still had a bit of it uh, of what made Vader Vader from the right because I have matches with Kabashi. No, wait, Kabashi would be all Japan. What? No. Wait, what's Noah now? Uh, no. <laughs> Is it started yet? Uh, it's kind of on the bubble. It's about to begin. We've we've been talking about press conferences and stuff for Pro Wrestling Noah in this timeline. So That's right. I remember. They're that. amassing their armies at the moment. They've they've left all Japan like an empty husk as a result yes. of it. Yes. Uh, they've also signed. I've just read here. Jake Roberts. 
<laughs> they really? No. <laughs> yeah, he's been discovered in Noah. He's just going to wake up in the bath. Like, uh, <laughs> puts on his glasses because he can't see very well and checks that there's the newspaper next to him and he's like, it's in Japanese. He's like, oh, great. <laughs> oh, I guess I work for Noah now. <laughs> yeah. He just walks out and goes, he goes, he goes yeah, Noah sucks. I'm of all Japan forever for life. And he goes, sir, this is Noah. All Japan sucks, no other life. <laughs> Over in ECW, uh, they've, they recently did an angle with rock star Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, they did. So do you remember this? Yeah, because they kept me showing clips of it. God, what happened? <laughs> he, they At the Hammerstein Ballroom, which became a second home for ECW in the year 2000 because they kept on drawing so well. And it's a very impressive looking venue. Billy Corgan came out and he's like, hey, ladies and gentlemen, Billy Corgan. He's like, yeah, Billy, Billy, Billy. And uh, just incredible hit him with something. <laughs> you pretty much nailed it, yeah. Yeah, so. he wasn't a fan of Zwan. <laughs> which could say it was the sound effect that popped up after he hit him. <laughs> yeah, so Billy Corgan Billy Cor was a massive wrestling fan at this point. It's no secret uh, that Corgan is... He wants to do something more in wrestling. Maybe in a few years' time he will. Who knows? I can't wait. For oh, okay, yeah. One that. of the underrated bits of 2020 was with everything going up, with Rome burning to the ground, Billy Corgan's bloody wrestling revolution, whatever it was called, finally released all the footage they shot years and years ago on YouTube with no announcement, no preparation, no big bang, just dropped it on there, and all these uncovered Kenny Omega matches... And uh, several of the wrestlers at the time are just on YouTube now with about a dozen hits because no one cares and everyone's forgotten and moved on. Oh, but that's cool, though, that that exists. Oh, the fact that it's out there was amazing. Some of it's not even edited. It's just like, and go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one final bit of WCW news. They're planning a Nitro taping in Melbourne in October. It sold out almost oh. immediately. I could see the company making roughly a million dollars from it. Now, as things stand, says Dave, the company is still projecting losses to be around 60 million this year. If the losses are only 30 million, 30 million, it'll be a huge success. But at the same time as this is happening, Australia is the hot place, the hot point for wrestling, because all these Western wrestling companies have gone, hey, Australia loves wrestling. Our numbers are good there. There's no live wrestling, Australia. Let's get over there. So whilst this is happening, Dennis Rodman... <laughs> Oh, is putting together a show called Rodman Down Under, which will be a series of wrestling shows touring Australia. The headline match currently being Dennis Rodman versus Ed Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looking forward to talking about that in a in a little while's time. God, what if he? It's Dennis Rodman. That's that's perfect. Beefcake shaves his head, and the next show it's a different colour. <laughs> Just layers of, upon layers upon layers of different coloured hair. Licensed to print Australian dollars. <laughs> More on that crazy. in future Smackdown review podcasts. Let's go to Matthew Gregg. He's going to talk us through this week's episode of Smackdown from July the 27th, Year of Our Lord 2000. He certainly is, and Matthew's also very happy because it turns out, yes, the, the currency in Australia is the Australian dollar. I just guessed that. Well done, mate. <laughs> the Australian dollary wallery. <laughs> the didgeridollary do, I think they call We'd it. We nearly sometimes. got through talking about Australia without having to do that type of language. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> There's one guy going, come on, lads, I believe you. I've like, oh, the last hurdle. Hey, Australia, New Zealand's the same thing. Oh, my God. You was the one, Ross. Ross out of nowhere just said something. I like, doubled Scotland. And he went, ah, oh, who cares about Scottish football anyway? It's crap compared to FIFA. I'm like, why, why, why? Oh, my why, God. Why would you say that? God. You can think it, but Ross. don't say the podcast where people can see it. If you, do, if you do one thing, you must never, ever upset the Scotch. They Oh, my hate God. <laughs> Hang on. Sorry, Tom. I'm just washing my hands of all of you. Two, two seconds. I've got a heel turn coming, I think. <laughs> I mean, play a time ago. It's not very good, this, is it, really? <laughs> Hey, Newcastle, Darlington's the same. Oh, you're just, funny. Just unrelated. Unrelated, you'll own. appreciate this. Have you ever had a look? Maybe you won't because you're not from the northeast. Have a look at the, uh, get nostalgic about the historic WWF shows they did at the Whitley Bay Ice Rink. I know of them. There was a Yokozuna right. Undertaker match at Whitley Bay Ice Rink, which is asking for trouble. <laughs> exactly, yes. Uh, I think the Muppets run after them. But... <laughs> Thing is, whenever they're printed in, let's see, Pro Wrestling Database, Wrestling Data, and the History of WF, it's always printed Whitley Bay, comma, Newcastle upon Tyne. Oh. Come on, mate, no! <laughs> That's just not true, sir. It's infuriating. Whitley it's Bay, part of Newcastle upon Tyne since 93. Jeez. <laughs> like, like they, people think Whitley Bay is like a suburb of Newcastle. Yeah, the north north bit of New York. Oh God, no, no, whoever's no! I'm stop talking match. now. We're calling out whoever's running cage match. Yeah, cage match probably has it as well. I love, I love. Oh, you know what? I'm not giving a joke because you'll cut the bits where I say this, isn't it? And keep it in and go. There, there's the source, lads. How dare you? Sorry, yeah, you won't do that. You'll just have me saying something like tonic, tonic trouble is better than Ocarina of Time. <gasps> Matthew, I can't believe you said that. Majora's Mask can go suck an egg. Oh, no! I can't <laughs> believe Matthew said that. That's got to be Matthew. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no. Moving on. On Raw, Shane McMahon said he doesn't care who he's facing in this match where he teams with his sister tonight on Monday Night Raw. Oh, that's where <laughs> Steph got all that exposition from. And it turns out the opponent for this mixed tag match is... Well, that's right. It's the return of the big show. Shane McMahon runs out the arena because he wasn't expecting the big show. And then he runs back into the arena with him chasing him and then gets punched by Undertaker. Big show asks Undertaker to let me have him. And he goes, okay. And would you believe it? Would you believe it, Tom? Hang on, hang on. Let me get in position. Let me get in position. Let me get yeah. in position. I've not done this in a while. Okay. It was a setup. That's right. Get ready to fall out of your chair. He turns on the Undertaker and aligns himself with Shane McMahon and Kurt Angle, and subsequently destroys Undertaker backstage in the second segment in, uh, in two weeks, where Undertaker gets something smashed over his leg. Last week it was a comedy spanner, and this time it's a cinder block. He must love those bits. I, I like the idea of this being a running gag where like he just constantly gets his leg hurt like one week he'd be like one week he just gets back everything falls on just his leg 
Like somebody drops an anvil on his leg. And somebody drops like a bag of spanners on his leg. He lies down to have a little rest and a steamroller goes over his leg. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh no, not the elephants. And then he's all over his knee. <laughs> this is followed by Kane attempting to slam Kurt Angle on the stage, but Shane McMahon takes him out. And then Big Show throws Kane mask first into the WWF.com sign. <laughs> it hurts more when there's an advert. Uh, the Rock tries to wrestle Benoit, but Shane O'Mac interferes in that. Bloody hell. And Shane and his four diddlers interrupt that as well. And they leave Raw looking triumphant. Ooh, uh. This leads into Widdy Wee, Widdy Woo, Widdy Wee, Widdy Woo. That's right, SmackDown. <laughs> and we're in San Antonio. I think it's the one in Texas, they don't say. And we start off with uh, X-Pac. He challenged Steve Blackman tonight to a hardcore title match because his tag team partner, Road Dog, I, I put here, got blacked out by the Steve man on Monday. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what I was thinking when I typed that. Yeah, Ro Road Dog challenged for the hardcore title uh, and didn't win. Uh, Road Dog does commentary in this match. He defends the loss by saying Blackman's personality is so ice cold that it affected the belt. And because of this, Road Dog didn't even know he was the hardcore champion or that it was a hardcore title match. <laughs> he was expecting fisticuffs and was very shocked when he got hit by a bin. I love you, Road Dog. Uh, Road Dog and X-Pac having a friendly rivalry, but Dog is planting the seeds of dissent and probably some other seeds in his uh, locker with the UV light um, about how he's better at singles matches than X-Pac. Blackman and X-Pac, both martial arts experts, says Cole. And two seconds later, X-Pac gets out-kicked immediately. <laughs> yes, they're exactly the same levels of martial arts. Uh, Blackman and X-Pac... Uh, sorry, Pac tries to choke Blackman with his belt, but Blackman escapes by running up the turnbuckle and backflipping, a la Jackie Chan. X-Pac shows off his MMA skills by twatting Steve with a trash can. Steve then ignores it by delivering spinning trash can fist. Which was awesome. I think Blackman's stuff is here is brilliant. I, I was going to say, there's so much of it here. He press slams X-Pac and then twats him with the lid as he's coming down. He's blending martial arts and weapons like Hershey blends cookies and cream. <laughs> X-Pac uh, is not terrified like I would be. Steve Blackman got his nunchucks out because Blackman gives X-Pac his nunchucks and he can do that swinging thing too. And it works so well that Blackman takes him immediately out with sticks instead. <laughs> Road Dog says Pac is about to show off his inner chai as Pac uses a fire extinguisher. <laughs> Steve Blackman. <laughs> he then tries to... funny. Oh, I mean, he's great. Pac uses a... Uh, goes for the Bronco Buster, but lands dick and balls first onto the trash bin that Blackman pressed X at the right time to use. The stick ends here for Blackman, so Dog jumps in and double teams him. Al Snow shows up to set up DX versus Head Cheese and no wait, that doesn't happen because they're dead and WWF hates the idea of Head Cheese. Why would you bring this up? There is no Head... There never was a Head Cheese. Sod off. What did you think of the opening bit, Tom? And also this lovely hardcore match. Right, Blackman as hardcore champion is sublime. Just adore him as the champion. And it's getting him over. Like, this is getting him over. And, and do you know what's great is that they've locked into something that Blackman does really well, which is that 
intensity with weaponry and they've and and it's working the crowd love him and he's having a great time and x-pot losing to steve blackman is a bit of a deal that's the, obviously he gets obviously he gets beaten up after but still like this puts blackman over i'm really happy with this i mean the, the, the sky is the limit for blackman in, I, I tell a lie. The sky isn't the limit. I would probably say like a, a, <laughs> yeah, a, a relatively saying. high mountain, mountain's edge is the limit. Like certainly not the sky. Like Blackman won't be WWF champion off the back of this anytime soon. But he will, without a doubt, if you if you harvest this well, this is a strong act that you can really build some good stuff around. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Yeah, yeah. It's the, one of the best usages of the Steve Blackman. But whenever I see a wrestle beat up people like this, all I think of is that Shining wizard song that's just called <laughs> Steve Effin' Blackwood. And of course, Steve Effin' Blackwood, Steve Because <laughs> <laughs> in the music video, it's just his entrance of him doing the, the colour sticks that you'd be like, <laughs> Steve Effin' Blackwood. And this, this is the type of match to make it go, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from with that song with those deep lyrics. <laughs> <sighs> Instead of the Al Snow running, we see The Rock arguing with Foley about something. <laughs> Stacker 2, the Fat Burner, presents Rikishi splashing Venus off the top of the cage, which you can enjoy and listen to with the fully loaded 2000 watch-along starring Tom, Matt, and the other Matt of the interwebs. That sure was Fat Burnt. Mick Foley heads the ring to a booming response as Lola mocks Foley relentlessly. <laughs> Like, he is non-stop with the jabs and the punches here with Lawler. Foley ain't happy. He ain't happy with Shane, Big Show, or anything that happened on Raw. Lawler go, well, then why don't you quit? Foley says Show lied to him <laughs> and said he'd be ready to come back any time and that he wanted Shane O'Mac as soon as possible. Grr. Only to immediately return and align himself with the man who messed up his leg in the first place. Foley says The Rock is... Uman and wants all of those guys from Raw tonight at once, but Foley's only going to give him an one guy tonight, and that's Kurt Angle. But it's also going to make Trish Stratus and Triple H versus Lita and Jericho. Oh, it's this episode. Oh, and also uh, Edge Christian and Big Show versus Dudley's, and the guy who is saving this podcast every week, Kane. And because this is the birthplace of Dude Love, it'll be a tables match. Crowd, yay! We remember Dude Love. And here's the big show. You can tell it's, he's, he's back and better than ever because he's no longer using the WWF aggression theme. Shay, the show explains all he wanted to do when he was healing up was snap Shane's neck. But then he realized the reason he was in the hospital was me. No, not Matthew. The big show. Matthew. Did you Matthew. Big show? God damn you. Ten-year-old Matthew watching this at Sky One. Big show realized he was a joke. Crowd chants, Big Show sucks. And it says, yeah, that's why I'm telling you all to kiss my bleep. Only now does Show realise that Shane and Angle were trying to help him be all he could be. Because, for people who weren't watching, this was when he was the showster, Shonen the Barbarian. And show me the way to the concession stand, because I'm not going to watch this bloody awful match. <laughs> this is when he was comedy Big Show. And he was doing that cool gimmick where he'd be all cool and smiles. And then if you hit him, it turned horrible and beat you up. And it was a great short of thing. Shane McMahon had a vicious uh, promo against him. 
No, he didn't. He said some things after he left and GTV picked it up. There we go. And Big Show was hurt that his friend would call him a big idiot. But upon reflection and presumably some meditation, Big Show's realised that they were looking out for him. All he was trying to do was find himself. And he has found himself. He's the biggest, nastiest bastard in WWF. And he's damn proud of it. He then saunters off looking cool and relaxed. And I love this period of WF TV because of moments like this. As a logical explanation for a turn, complete with things that actually happened on TV. Big Show didn't go, you know what, I just like Shane. And you know what, I don't owe any of you an explanation. No, he went, you know what, if the people who be watching this every week, and I'm not doing a podcast about it like a weirdo, will know that all these things happened. And so this turn even though on paper it's a bit odd, allowing yourself with the guy who tried to attack you and beat you up and stuff, does actually make some kind of sense. Mm -hmm. What a lovely period of wrestling history where we weren't treated like we were complete morons. And from one moron to another, Tom, what did you think of it? <laughs> well, it's Big Show's seven millionth turn, isn't it? Um, that, that is also true, yes. Did Shane McMahon try and rhyme when he came out? I try not notice much. I think he does. tried to rhyme, uh, but then he ended it when he when he rhymed show and show, and they don't rhyme. We don't rhyme the same word with the same word here. Um, so well, they do rhyme. No, but you, they don't. Yeah, but you, they, they don't count as part of a rhyming structure. You don't. Rhyme I was going to say yeah. you can't say it doesn't count, Todd, but you cannot say show and show does not rhyme. It doesn't rhyme. <laughs> what was that WCW song? You think that was, it rhymes. Uh... You think it rhymes. That's it's like saying the reflection of me in the mirror can hold my drink for me. I'd probably say that. <laughs> but what was that uh, Dustin Rhodes theme he had on WCW Slam Jam where he goes, he's the son of a gun, he's the son of a son. <laughs> <laughs> We're wrestling crap loving that. They call him the natural. <laughs> I didn't know that. I like that. Well, while you give your thoughts, I'll have a look at the lyrics. Did you, like me, forget... I do like you. Thank you, mate. Did you... I like you too. Did you, like me, forget about the faction from the 2000s, The Conspiracy? Is this that's these what guys? this is. Because on no. commentary, Michael Cole referred to The Conspiracy causing problems on Raw. And a few times, even in that video package in the lead up, they're using the word The Conspiracy a lot. And I don't think that, I don't know whether like they officially were announced over the, the, over the announcer's mic as such. But I think Shane McMahon, Kurt Angle, The Big Show, and Chris Benoit were were meant to be called The Conspiracy. Hmm. The idea being that here's a bunch of guys that have been held down by bigger characters in wrestling. Like, even Shane McMahon sort of fits that bill, the idea that his dad has held him down. Kurt Angle, a talented wrestler who is, you know, constantly bopped around by the big lads, same as Benoit, who had to sort of like really had to had to really fight to get the attention of the rock to get a title match and then big show who was uh, a giant who was taken out by let me look at my notes here oh shame McMahon, the leader of the conspiracy okay right <laughs> so who's the conspiracy against there but they were meant to be called the conspiracy i believe but the good thing that came from this promo is tonight we're getting blooming the rock versus kurt angle for the wwf title that's happening later. Foley made it. That's right. I forgot that. That's I bloody exciting, that is. Bloody exciting. 
I see, this is what I'm looking at. I know I'm burying the lead, but I was like, yay, Big Show came out and explained why he's now alive with Shimmer Man and it made sense. Yeah. There was some logic there. Also, The Rock rare. versus Kurt Angle. <laughs> I think we were just so happy with the fact that there had there was some legitimate reasoning as to why we had a Big Show turn. There was some storyline behind it rather than just, oh, there was a why in the day. Ha 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 ha. Banter! <laughs> Go Big Show! So I did! <laughs> Let's just say he moved me to a bigger house! To a bigger show! <laughs> to a bigger show! <laughs> sometimes Big Show is well written, sometimes it's just like, oh god, I don't... Big Show turns, whatever, leave me alone. Rolls on in five minutes. <laughs> Anyway, backstage, Triple H and Stephanie are getting mad at one another, and then they find some more flowers from someone, as previously they'd had flowers sent from Kurt Angle and Jericho. Oh, which bastard sent these? Who is it? Which nefarious scum would write something as cheesy as this, as the yellow rose of Texas is almost as pretty as you? Steph checks, and... Oh, it was from Triple H, you... Looks... Goes from looking all miserable and angry, turns his head, and then she says this. He turns around, he's smiling. It's like, oh, you oh. cheesy bastards. <laughs> uh, I like this. It is, what made me laugh was at this, as they're looking at the card, even Triple H, who loves his insider bant, said, is this a Jericho angle setup? <laughs> like, mate, it might oh, as well be. Oh, Jericho, I thought it meant the Kurt angle. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. He might, he might have done, but the way he said it made it sound like he was saying, is this a Jericho Angle setup? <laughs> it might have meant Kurt Angle, but I want to believe, because it's Triple H who does like the insider little nods. Hey, do you get that wrestling's not real? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. He loves that. I feel like that that would have been the line he was he was throwing out there for people. You know, it wasn't, because if Triple H had written it, I was trying to be covered, it was just like, oh man, who sent your flowers? By the way, Jericho is terrible at wrestling. <laughs> oh, that's true. Why would you say that? I don't know. I just felt like saying it, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tonight we're in San Antonio. So, you know, Ozzy Osbourne, he pissed on the Alamo. He wouldn't even piss on Jericho. Why you say... None of this is in the script. I know, I know. It's very firm. <laughs> and then, and then Viscera comes in and has sex with all the homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how did Triple H become so smart? Why, by drinking three litres of RC Edge Maximum Power Cola right. a day. You've been pissing all night. That's right, the RC Edge Maximum Power Cola drink. Replay of the night is Stephanie and Trish beating up Leader on Raw. Uh, RC Maximum Power Cola, the only cola that tricks the other soft drinks with a three-segment story. <laughs> RC Edge, the only cola... On SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, the only caller that will let us give them money. <laughs> the only caller that wants to work with us. The Hardy Boys are taking on Lowdown. They were still without direction and still use Delo's music, so they get cheered initially until Chaz goes, Hey, shut up! And the crowd now did not cheer them. Okay. This was a nice, solid tag match. I'm not going to recap move for move, but it was nice seeing these lads just have a normal tag match. No weapons, uh, no angles, no women's or titties flying around. 
Uh, Michael Cole sounds upset at show, turning on the fans because he was making people smile, making people laugh, brah. Um, and the Hardys finally win a match, clean. There's no angle afterwards. And that, oh wait, low down, beat them up after the bell. <laughs> Take a shot. Every time. All right, lads, if you're watching this at home, lads and lasses, if you have your drink, please take a shot every time the Hardys win a match and then get beat up afterwards. Every time. Just saying. Any thoughts here on uh, Hardy Boys versus Not Quite Lowdown? There were some nice little gimmicky things in there. Uh, Lowdown's gimmick is they jump people before the bell and they're sick of being disrespected. They're sick of being silenced, which is why they're on SmackDown every week. Uh, the, the Hardy's gimmick I put here, obviously getting beaten up after winning, but give some top marks to Lowdown that they beat up the Hardys after the match, and then they leave them laying. I think they, I think Jeff gets this move. It's a superplex from Chaz with a Lowdown by D'Lo. So Chaz gets the superplex, and as he's coming down for the superplex, D'Lo's timing is phenomenal. As he's sort of on the way down to the to the ground. That's when D'Lo leaps with the frog splash, with the lowdown, and lands perfectly as, as Jeff hits the ground as well. It's a lovely finish, the superplex lowdown combo, one that you can replicate in No Mercy if your timing is just right. You can. It's always good seeing the powerplex, the power and glory finishing. Obviously, it's been modified for a frog splash. But yeah, Hercules does the superplex and Roma hits that, and the timing on that would be very, very accurate most of the time. If you do it too Paul soon Roma on no Mercy. was great in doubles and sucked at singles. <laughs> if you do it too soon on No Mercy, you just drop kick nothing. <laughs> yeah, No Mercy can be a bit picky. Yes, it can indeed. It's no power and glory. <laughs> Tell you not picky, though. That's Triple H. <laughs> Why is Triple it H is... picky? <laughs> it's just a horrible segue. Triple H is <laughs> still mad. Should you mean a segue way? Oh, no. No, no, no. No. Who told you that? Mate, no. I listen to the podcast. No. You should be working harder. <laughs> You've got three videos the time it takes us to do that one bloody podcast. For those who aren't keeping in the current chronological story of Cultaholic and Mafu's stupidity, Segway, spelt S-E-G-U-E, Segway. Not, as I've been spelling it, S-E-G-U-E, sometimes a uh, hyphen, sometimes a not, depends on how I'm feeling that day, W-A-Y. It's all, all of Segway is in that, that, and Seg, in the same I way I don't it, call, though. I don't I pronounce morg, morg as Morgway. <laughs> English is crap. That's what I mean. That's why, that's the, that was the example I was going to give you. I get it. Because you look at Segway, it looks like Seg. In the same way that Morg doesn't look like Morgway. So I, I get where you're coming from. I get the misunderstanding. You're not I'm alone. I'm still waiting man. for the patch for the English language. <laughs> Honest to God, if the English language was released by EA, like the, <laughs> the, the Twitter would have been on fire <laughs> reading it. <laughs> Segway. Anyway. Um, Segway way into what? Sorry. Seg I've, by the way, I've never spelled it Segway like the bloody what do you, what do you call it? Like, like the vehicle. Like the vehicles. <laughs> Is it a vehicle, can you? Yeah. Instrument. Everyone knows that's a seg. Weapon. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Triple H is still mad at Tom making fun of him for saying Segway wrong all these years. And also, nothing is going his way right now. And tonight he's teaming up with Trish. Why am I strapped to that albatross, he says. Which is an amazing <laughs> reference to the, the, the rhyme of the ancient mariner. Bloody hell. She should be in a bar somewhere doing wet T-shirts contest. Ah, these women. Water, water everywhere, not a drop to drink. <laughs> There you go. There's the one for people who did the GCSEs. <laughs> Stephanie goes, wait, wait, wait. What, 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 what? What did you just say? Oh, women? Triple H realises that Stephanie is in fact a woman. Oh, but she well. leaves before he can apologise. Citation needed. Steph, come back. <laughs> You're a muck woman, not a muck man. <laughs> am I a muck man? Or am I a muck muppet? Am I a muck muppet? <laughs> She's the son of a gun. She's the son of a son. <laughs> After the break, Trish wants some wrestling advice from Triple H. And he makes it clear that he's doing this under protest, even though Trish has got that breathy voice. And she's dressed like a... What, what would you say, Stu Hart? <laughs> okay, thank, thank you, Stu Hart. Thank you. Go back to sleep. training her. She's a woman. Yeah, get out. Get, get in the kitchen. Go, go have some babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> says Stu. Ellen. What's oh, that anyway. thing those guys say on the podcast? Hippity hoppity. I just like that there's Sue Hart saying hippity hoppity. Don't stop, don't stop, don't stop the beat. Hippity hoppity, don't stop stoppity. Oh, with the ball, the bang, the bang, diggy diggy Oh, wait, that's just my pacemaker. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hippity hoppity, let's do some pottery. <laughs> Wu Tang Clang ain't nothing to fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Speaking of clans, have you met the Hart family? <laughs> There's more, more members of that than there are. In... <laughs> There's more members of that than so solid crew. <laughs> I got twenty-one seconds to see what I'm gonna see. You're gonna need longer, Stu. Ellen Hart puts out babies every twenty-one seconds. Yeah. <laughs> the, the trouble with triples. 
anyway, uh, his Grandmaster Sexy himself, Hunter Hurt. Uh, sorry, Brian Christopher. <laughs> he was walked to you today by Wacky is Tabaki, Footlocker, and Bloody Army Men <laughs> Air Combat. 3DO are just hammering out these Army Men games at this point, aren't they? Yeah, 3DO are in the kitchen pumping out copies of Army <laughs> pumping Men. Pumping out Army Men. Yeah. <laughs> just, just like, just like my wife was. And the his opponent tonight is Taz, who is Yay. almost as tall as an army man. <laughs> oh God, he does look tiny compared to Grandmaster Sexay. <laughs> yeah, Sexay drop kicks Taz out of the ring and then drop kicks off of the apron. Jesus, hurting himself more than his opponent, and he is mad because twice now, Taz has cost Rikishi the title. Once initially to Val Venus. And then he got in the cage, not in the cage, but he opened the cage door and then slammed Rikishi with the camera so Venus could pin him, even though he was pancake shape. Uh, so Taz gets offense, but this, that, that, this, sorry, I got something stuck in my throat here. I'm being a bit, there we go, burped it out. This match didn't really work for me because Taz gets offense and it's WWF style. So it's back and forth with Brian Christopher, who's not a singles dude, and it just, emphasizes their negatives the fact that he's the size of a bread bin compared to this tight guy rather than Taz killing everyone so no one notices his size eventually Taz gets the Taz mission and Hottie runs in to help his mate for the DQ Taz gets the Taz mission on Hottie and then Too Cool give him the hip hop drop and then the worm because they're faces uh, what do you think Tom? Uh, I don't think it's a mistake to put Taz in there with Grandmaster Sexay because Sexay looks much taller than him but then I guess that's the problem that you have with Taz, is that he's shorter than most other people. Um, does Taz crack his head bouncing off the dropkick? It looked like he did. Which one, match. the first one? Or? I think the first one, yeah. It looks like he lands really badly from it. Maybe. He obviously seems, he seems He's not right. that high up, so maybe that wouldn't hurt him that much, hitting the ground. He seems all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something amusing to say, but it's also sad, like... You can just see week by week, like, yeah, we've re we've reset him. That's awesome. Wait, you're going to be beat Brian Christopher? Yeah, <laughs> it, is an, it, is, it is an issue. It is an issue. But maybe this is just putting a line underneath the too cool Taz thing. Only maybe. one way to find and out. And then he, maybe you can move on to, I don't know, a feud with a commentator. Uh. <laughs> it's Taz! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Triple H is backstage teaching Trish the hammerlock. And Triple H made it clear that he does not like Trish because she's not a proper trained wrestler and he has to team up with her. So he's like, oh, I guess I'll teach you. <laughs> she does the hammerlock well and actually hurts Triple H. So he's like, okay, well done. This is a hammerlock, not a wristwatch. <laughs> Says yeah, Triple H. That bit, that Ruining bit was, his line. That was... Wrist lock. <laughs> Wrist lock, you fanny. That, I can't tell. I can't. I can't tell whether that was sort of absurdist anti-humour or whether Triple H just completely fluffed it. Because I feel like that's something I would say for, for in, in like a kind of anti-humour type way. To right, have a lot, right. not a wristwatch. Like, but I think Triple H takes himself so seriously. And when he does do the jokes, he has to have a massive nudge and a wink to the camera. I don't know whether it was meant as a joke. See, say that, but... I think it's one of the segments where he actually shows his ass, as we'll see uh, when he goes, this is a Boston Crab, uh, not a wristwatch. 
She's like, yeah, you've said that joke five times now. I get it. I get it. Like, and they go, anyway. thing is, this is a wristwatch. Like, I'm just showing you. <laughs> my this is my like, wristwatch. This is quite literally a wristwatch. <laughs> don't don't put this on your opponent. Don't take my <laughs> wristwatch off of my wrist and put it on your opponent. I will not be happy. I pay a lot of money for this. Do you understand woman with small brain? <laughs> oh, Christ. He teaches her to get out of the hammerlock. The best way is to reach between your legs and grab your opponent's legs to knock them down. So the Trish goes, okay, big hunter. And as she's doing this and trying to get out the hammerlock, Stephanie comes in as Triple H is in the third most compromising position he could find himself in, and Stephanie freaks out. And this was funny because Triple H hadn't yet forgotten the key bit of segments like this, which should be everyone should not be aware of the position they're in. Rather than 2006, it's like, hey, uh, I don't know. Candice Michelle, come over here and show me your rear naked choke. <laughs> um, this is funny because Triple H is actually being innocent and Stephanie coming and freaking out is funny. And his wife gives a, <laughs> his wife gets offense on him, which no one else was at this point. She was like, Steph, no. Triple H leaves out of frustration. And by that, I mean he leaves the arena and gets into a car despite Road Dog protesting and doing his best to sound like he cares. <laughs> I remember this segment back in the day and I remember loving it. Because I wasn't expecting it. I was kind of uh, hoping that they, they, they expanded on it and just had Triple H get into constantly, constantly getting into compromising positions with Trish throughout the night. It's very, um, it's very, that's got to be Kane, isn't it? Yes, actually. It's very, that's got to be Kane. <laughs> and Kane would be like, and it's on. the thing I wanted to do. Trish would be like, oh, Kane, we're teaming up tonight. Can you show me any moves? Oh, of course I will. Put your put your choking hand on your opponent's throat and then choke slap them. <laughs> Trish? Trish! Oh no! I did it wrong! Well, what an awful time yeah. that I've had. Hello, Commissioner Foley. I've decided that I'm so big and strong that I should wrestle this match by myself against my opponents. So it's a fair contest. That's a great idea, Kate. <laughs> By the way, would you like some food? <laughs> Dennis Norton! <laughs> what are you doing here? Wait, where's Dennis... Wait, I'm confused. Where's Dennis Norton going to stay? Why, in your room, Kane. There's enough room there. He's a big fan of the big red machine. Because <laughs> he loves fire engines back home. Oh, no. Also, Dennis Norton's really hungry. So I said... He can eat whatever he finds in your room. Discharge you to the Dewey F uh, office. Okay. Surely Dennis Norton, as hungry a vampire as he is, uh, allegedly, wouldn't eat the body of Trish Stratus, mistaking it for real food. Eh, I'm probably worrying over nothing. Goes in. Dennis Norton, why are you sat down looking plump? I just had a rather large... Oh, how do you Americans call? <laughs> I believe it was a, a woman quesadilla. A quesadilla? Why? What did you just have one? Then have a? That's a fantastic <laughs> joke, Kane, that I've never heard before. That's right. So, how was the evidence? I mean, the uh, Mexican food. It was rather nice. <laughs> I think, I think the food. In the year 2000, was under underrated. 
but then would get better later on. Oh, that's biting satire, that, Dennis. Thank you. I wrote it as I ate that woman. Oh, great, Kane. I, I bought some Doritos and some something to eat them with. Have a look at this next dip. Oh. <laughs> what? Norton! That was good, that. Lord Dennis, Mr. Mr. Norton, please call me call me Dennis. All right, Mr. Norton, <laughs> you can't have what 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 did you say you ate? I ate the Trish, uh, quesadilla <laughs> with some Doritos and some Pepsi. My God, that's terrible. Why is it still illegal to eat people in this country? No, we're not able to be sponsored by Pepsi and Doritos. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Something against violence against women. I don't know. Anyway, how was your Trish burger? Oh, it's delicious. <laughs> Is this segment going to have an ending? No. I can't think of one. We might, we might be stuck here forever. I'll go and I'll go and have a chat with the manager. <laughs> to be continued. Yeah, there we go. There's a cop out for you. <laughs> what a stupid show this is. <laughs> Welcome to Tom and Matthew talk crap for two hours. <laughs> Mate, no one is here for SmackDown. <laughs> I swear to God. But they were. If they were, they'd them all off. It's just the people want to hear crap now. What makes me laugh is that there are people who review SmackDown who think we've that, that we're just doing what they're doing. No, they're doing a much better job. Oh, yeah, oh wait, is it really? Do we have rivals? Oh, oh no, but, I, but I'm, there are quite a few SmackDown-themed podcasts, and I would imagine us entering the marketplace would have annoyed them, but I promise you, they're all doing a much better job than we are. <laughs> if, you, if you think we're annoying us, lads, listen to the show, you'll be all right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> unless, unless we put them on, it's like, hey, welcome to SmackDown review, so Dennis Norton, eh? <laughs> no! Oh, Americans trying to do it. Oh, that'd be great. That's gotta be Kane. <laughs> Two and a half stars. They've been funnier. It's <laughs> a lie. No, yeah. Hey, where's my title shot? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't Bulldog look like a pepper army? <laughs> the show sucks, Tom. Switch it off. Anyway, let's move on to serious stuff, which is Edge and Christian and Big Show taking on the Dudleys and oh, Kane. Yeah, <laughs> oh, just no escape. Anyway, okay, we're being serious. Howdy. Edge and Christian have giant cowboy hats. Howdy. Most view Texans as big, smelly, pork-rind-chewing fatties. And then nothing else is said. <laughs> this is I quite an infamous bit, isn't it? I feel like that Edge and Christian in the big hats gets put in a lot of video packages about Edge and Christian. Because I, I can imagine Vincent Mann going, oh, it's great, big hats. <laughs> big, stupid hats. <laughs> and also, it's the... Edges keep up the gimmick of making up words. He goes, well, they say everything's bigger in Texas. So everyone look at the massivity of our partner, The Big Show. Or massivity. That's a real, real word. It's not like Segway. I can say it however I like. <laughs> anyway, Big Show comes out with Shane and the crowd chants, Shane's a something. I don't know. They're censoring it a bit and they're not talking about it on commentary. Who knows what they're saying? Nice hot action, as always, until Kane tags in and clears house on ENC. And then points at Big Show on the apron. Big Show comes in gingerly, as if Papa John's have knocked on the door, and then gets pounded on like the, the bailiffs at ECW. And the crowd goes banana at the baton of the big men. The ref, the ref tries to stop them, but Kane swats him away, threatening DQ in a tables match. 
Anyway, they brought the outside, leaving the Dudleys to set up. Finally, the SmackDown debut of the What's Up Headbutt. We only only waited for that for months. The advert was about a year ago. Anyway, and uh, also followed up by the SmackDown debut of Bubba pushing Devon and saying, Get the tables. So cool seeing that finally show up. Like, oh, when did they start doing that? Here, right here, at this episode of SmackDown. 3D to Edge through a table, ends it nice and clean. But then Kane returns and tries to choke Slam show through a table. With the crowd going banana. But Shane intervenes and Big Show kills Kane instead. Big That's Show puts Kane. Kane through a table. That's right. Big old choke Slam through the table. Nice little spot to end this on. Certainly was, but God, the crowd were really into Kane battering Big I'm Show. I'm surprised. He's a star. <laughs> star of his own sitcom. <laughs> star of stage and screen. That's we're right, how Rock... They went back Rock stage ran the, uh, the Star Trek Voyager cameo to success. Now Kane is using Colonel XB to get himself a title shot. That's true. And fun fact, after this, Kane went backstage. And Did said, he? Uh, and said, oh, Big Show, that was good. <laughs> That's a good bit, that. Anyway, are we going for dinner now? Big what do you mean? So were you, earlier on, you told me to get a table for later. And we are going to Papa John's. Just us two. <laughs> It'll be a lovely day. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. I said it. You're going through a table. Oh, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Happens to the best of us. Dennis Norton. Hello, lads. You big sweaty <laughs> men. Can I come to... Dennis! <laughs> You've already eaten. Damn it, Dennis. <laughs> Damn it, Dennis. I, I, I ate uh, Joey Abs and Rodney on the way here. What? <laughs> you mean they're not going to show up at SmackDown anymore? That's right. Oh, God, Dennis. <laughs> Was there some place you're going to take this? No, not really. I just thought I'd walk all over Tom's bit. <laughs> Just stick with the Dennis Norton eating people bit. Oh, I see. <laughs> Shall we move on? Yes, let's. To be continued. Oh, God. <laughs> Tommy ruining this. We can't keep doing to be continuous. <laughs> he, he, goes, he goes, to be continuous. That's right. And he just puts Dennis Norton in a closet and shuts the door. <laughs> Do you think this has run its course? <laughs> I wonder whether that's got to be Kate needs to take a break. Let me let me go speak to the manager about it. I'll be back in a minute. Colonel XB, uh, it's it's Kane. Um, we just we don't know whether the whether the whole that's gotta be Kane joke has, has kind of run a bit dry. We're thinking we might we're thinking we might quit the joke. <laughs> You listen to me, you whiny little piece of garbage. Okay. It's gotta be Kane has just been greenlit for five more seasons. Uh, okay. I don't care about how you feel. I care about how large you make my bank account. Yes, sir. I have a contract signed right here by your stupid little hand that says I control you. Okay. You don't go anywhere, do anything, eat, sleep, or piss without my say-so. You just did. So you get back out there and give the people what they want, or I call you-know-who. You wouldn't. That's right. TV actor Martin Clunes. No. 
He's desperate for the work, and he'd have this job in a heartbeat. Okay. Now let's forget this little chat ever happened, shall we? Okay, okay. Owen, Kane. Yeah, yes? Smile. It's showbiz, darling. Speaking of bits that should have been censored, right to censor are here. On Raw, Bull Buchanan pinned the good uh, pinned the Godfather, well done to ruin it, Matthew, on Raw to remove the hose from WF TV. Laura says, Boo, we can make up our own minds here in the country of the free. <laughs> oh god. Uh, whether you like it or not, right will always prevail, says Stephen Richards. Pimpin ain't easy, it's history. Colin Lawler can't hate this guy enough on commentary because I don't know if you people know about symbolism, but the right to censor are a metaphor for, as they say, uh, for the PTC, who are disgustingly attempting to censor out bits like Mae Young getting her titties out for a show intended for a, a <laughs> small child to adult audience. How dare they? Anyway, this leads to the WF debut of The Good Father. Proud right to censor member. Crowd wants the hose. Uh, Good Father says, oh, I see. Once the women are gone, so does the love. And the crowd will go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so not that you get call and response that well in a sporting event. Good Father is disgusted he was pimping just for the cheers. The WF will be better without hose pimps and with much more sensory and they all get happy laughter together they wore those suits this segment was so heavy-handed i'm amazed they could lift it up <laughs> and uh, the good father one man behind the character said that he hated hated being the good father really? legitimately hated doing it and that he refuses to sign any merchandise or photos or anything with the good father on which I'm sure people who are making that type of merchandise are gooded to hear. Uh, I'm sure you can find a few on eBay for the price of just P&P. But what enough, did you think, think of a, this? A, a story has come down in the last day or so. It's done the rounds on a few of the... Oh, it's the uh, inside the ropes, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it was... Um, he was on the Scheduled for Two Falls podcast, was The Godfather. And uh, he was talking about an incident he had with Vince McMahon. He says um, that Vincent Mann was, uh, during the Attitude Era, there was a lot, as we know, so we're, we're walking our way through it now, there was a, a push to make it a bit of a cleaner product, and consequently that's what led to Godfather losing like the hose as the Godfather. And Godfather on schedule for two falls said, Vincent Mann killed my high, bro. Vince was taking a lot of heat. Now he's going from cable to network. Now they've gone public. Sorry. He's answering to big companies and they're taking a look at what we're doing. They're like, what's this? Puppies? DX? Suck it. Valvina's porn star. And they said, my God, who is this Godfather character? So Vince would tell me every day, Charles, I'm fighting for you. I'm fighting for you. Because they wanted me off the air. It got to where I couldn't be on Saturday mornings. I couldn't be on Sunday mornings. I couldn't be on before 11 p.m. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. It just became crazy. I couldn't say roll a fatty. I couldn't call them hoes. I couldn't call myself a pimp. I couldn't say I smoked weed. It got <laughs> stupid, says Charles Wright. So Vince said, we're going to poke fun at these guys. We're going to put you in the right to censor. I remember talking to him saying, what? So don't have any more hoes? Are the hoes going to be back next week? No more hoes? 
And then at that point, I hated it. I did the best job I could, but I hated it. I hate every minute of it. It took me from being, and I know it was a work, from the God, but the Godfather was a shoot. That was me saying exactly what I was doing for having fun. Simply pimping ain't easy. Saying pimping ain't easy. I went from being a nice person back to that person. And then it just came to the point where they were saying you need to leave. And I remember telling Taker, I'm out of here. I can't do this anymore. Somehow it got to Vince. And he dropped the straps on us. And I'm a businessman, so I'm not going to leave. I was there even longer with them damn straps. But I hated it. So there you go. He was livid about becoming the good father. Very I can't angry. believe the good father or the godfather or whatever politicked to get the tag titles. <laughs> it's so funny and bizarre to me to hear. I'm leaving. I need the hose. How's the tag title sound? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that'll be fine. I could have sex with them instead. <laughs> he dressed them up with makeup. Put makeup on them. <laughs> You're looking really good today, Pimp Daddy. Oh, so are you. One tag half of the title. tag titles. Oh, God, I don't like that. You know what? I don't want, I don't want John or Carl XB to be drawing this. Oh. I, I tag with me. I tag with me hard. Ah, oh, 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 oh. Regret, regret, regret. Moving on. Trish. Tries to get out of the tag match, which no longer includes Triple H, by talking to Commissioner Foley by using baby wavy language. Foley says, "Okay, Lee Wokely, he's an Australian. Uh, you can get out of the taggedy waggedy match, and we can talk sexually harassingly." And books her replacement tag guy as Benoit. Whoa, easy Foley. <laughs> She's apologising. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was a wonderfully aged sexual harassment as a joke bit with Trish Stratus hitting on Mick Foley. Any thoughts? No, I didn't think so, Tom. Let's move on. <laughs> Afterwards, Perry Sutton, the European champion, and Terry. And Perry Sutton is fighting against... Yay, Crash Holly! Awesome. Two dudes who had heat with Taz. Uh, Perry Sutton gets caught up in the ropes of an Irish whip somehow. And I don't know why they left that in the broadcast, but it was very weird looking. Crash lands a Hurricanrana off the top rope for two. But then Terry, who was doing guest commentary, and said nothing of note... Grabs Crash's foot, allowing Perry to cheat to win, to beat Crash Holly. No reaction for this. None deserved. Look, I like Crash Holly, but he was not somebody that Terry should be cheating against for Perry to feat. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> but then Eddie and China show up to beat up Perry. And then the, the Spanish announce table that exploded when China touched it, uh, fully loaded, makes the save. And we get a tag match between the four of them. Not really. Uh, what oh, did you think of this little match? That would have been a shame. Um, yeah, not much to it. I think Perry should have easily beaten Crash. I know Crash is in the doghouse at the moment a little bit. With, uh, with the oh, yeah. things. That doesn't make any sense, because then if they really wanted to bury him, he would have lost... Oh, whatever, I don't care. Russian's fake. <laughs> yeah. So it's sad, like, on oh, Perry's side versus Crash, Holly should be this great match, and it's just like, no. Not really. Perry, Perry needs building up. Uh... You know what else needs building up? Last Monday night, a cinder block fell on Undertaker's knee and he was unable to walk to the BP garage down the street and get some chewy backy. <laughs> Is that his big complaint? I can't get me no chewy backy. Yeah, I think he's still there in that arena from Raw because he doesn't show up at the show. That's it. They can legally say Undertaker appeared on the show now. I'd like to point out... Uh, Kane, this week, help! 
<laughs> this week, the year of our Lord, um, in the real world, 2021, um, Matthew put out the the tweet that made me laugh the most in the past few days, which was following on from uh, Undertaker saying, oh, <laughs> guns and knives are brilliant, games are crap. Um, words to that effect. In which you you transcribed a, a conversation in a locker room featuring the Undertaker, <laughs> in which you put some ROH dude says, "quote Oh, the WWE locker room was brutal. JBL used my master ball on a diglet and yelled, "Good luck getting after Kudo now, motherfucker." Undertaker looked up his copy of Shonen Jump to add, "He should get Moltres so his matches might have some heat." Everyone laughed. <laughs> Thank you. It's there were so many different variations going through my head what I was going to write. One of them was going to be um, Lex Luger shoot interview. Oh, it was terrible. Terrible having to train with Hiro Matsude. He was so vicious and brutal. He would make you list all the species and gangs in Middle Earth before you got in the ring and trained with them. <laughs> That'll take two hours. I thought, that ah, needs a bit of work. So I was just like, I like the idea of the, like this alternate universe where the the veterans are really nerdy. <laughs> Undertaker, JBL, and Holly are like, "Hey, what's your favorite final? What's your favorite bit about Final Fantasy 3? You say, "Oh, I like the bit where Kafka does." No, that's Final Fantasy six. Stupid! Don't you know anything? And you know, <laughs> hey, Undertaker, this guy doesn't know Final Fantasy. Ho ho! <laughs> Get the shower gel, lad. Someone needs soap and. <laughs> And these guys are like, guys, guys, we talk about sports. And like, ha, oh, oh, ha, this nerd wants to talk sports. This lad wanted to talk about We only talk about, we talk about games in here, you greenhorn. Ha, oh, oh. ha. How many golden glitches did you get in Ocarina of Time? What's a sclitchler? Hey, Undertaker, get the sharpened pencil. Ha, oh, oh. <laughs> I remember this time that Steph helped me because I couldn't... Because Falco kept dying in Lilac Wars. Andrew Martin! <laughs> what are, what you, are doing you doing here? here? <laughs> well, I thought I'd appear on the show, lads, hey? Because uh, now that Trish Stratus has left TNA, I think I'm even deader than I am in real life. <laughs> oh. That's right, Test, you suck. Oh, bless him. <laughs> What do you mean? Why? Why would you? Why do you keep on losing Falco? Well, they kept on flying in front of me, and I thought he was an enemy, so I shot him to death. <laughs> he keeps shouting at me. He keeps saying, "Hey, Einstein, I'm on your side." <laughs> hey, Einstein, I'm on your side. Yeah, I, I, Eisenstein, the famous film director from the series. <laughs> Eisenstein. <laughs> Sergi Eisenstein. I'm on your what side. are you doing here? <laughs> Christ. Oh, what a happy, what a happy world. Except for Test. <laughs> dead and loving it uh, up next Benoit heads to the ring oh good more PC jokes and is happy to be wrestling at WF SummerSlam sponsored by Chef Boyardee and we get a little listen to Lita's very short lived non S.A. Rios non Hardy Boys theme which I forgot existed was it though because it, it kind of it kind of sounded like it had been dubbed over hmm I hope someone knows more about this type of thing than me. It did sound like it was dubbed over. Mm. I know it, would, it, didn't have a it wouldn't have been anything. 
It wouldn't have, she wouldn't have had any themes or licensed or anything like that. She got Boy Hits Car later on, but but that was after she had the theme on Volume 5 where it's like, Hi, I'm Lita. Woo, woo, woo. I am and I said that because I got no way of singing the proper version. Do you remember that theme? <laughs> I remember that it just feels right. Da-dun, da-dun, dun, dun, That's da-dun, it. Da-dun. But did it start off with like, I am leader and I'm talking to you? Yeah, it's like... That one Jim Johnston riff he's made a fortune off of doing over and over again. Uh, I mean, no, he's great and legendary and shouldn't have been fired even though he was stuck in a rut. Anyway, Benoit and Jericho do what they do best, which is, of course, be dumb. Uh, Benoit throws Lita outside in a brutal fashion, which is not at all like Benoit. Trish Stratus tries to interfere, so Trish Stratus gets the walls of Jericho. Remember, it's okay if she's a bad one. And then Lita lands the Hurukarana off the top onto Benoit and nails it very beautifully for Lita. And, of course, Lita lands a scary fast dive on the outside on Trish, where she splats on poor Trish. Lion Salt, one, two, three. It's like a uh, one Salt wood stain. Did exactly what it said in the tin here. What do you think? That dive from Lita. Like 100 miles an hour. Jesus. You said something in the watch along, which I think is very true, that Lita may have magnets in her head that pulls her to the ground quicker than the rest of her body. Because <laughs> oh, the way, like, I did say honest, that. like her, 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 um, her crumple physics are very different to everyone else's in wrestling. Yes. Her and Shotzi Blackheart actually are very similar. Yes, that's a good comparison. It's what it's just very. It's. I'm glad she's all right. It always looked like she wasn't though. It always looked like she was just like reckless abandon, throwing herself at somebody, and her body bending in 400 different directions. Fun tag yeah. match though. You know, if you're playing Tony Hawk's and you bail. Yes. <laughs> that. And then you sneeze. <laughs> oh, God. Ah, Lita would learn, though. She would. Voice over narrative. She wouldn't. <laughs> Kurt Angle. Speaking of Jonathan Coachman backstage. Kurt Angle mocks The Rock. Getting hit with a chair and then getting upset. Why? Kurt Angle's been attacked by The Undertaker, his bike and his demented brother, and he's not complaining. So Kurt Angle tonight will be happy to help Rock come down to Earth. And he doesn't always say this, but Lone Star State, <laughs> my ass. <laughs> the usual milky goodness here from Kurt. Uh, Jericho uh, then gets another interview backstage. It says if Benoit is the number one best technical wrestler and Jericho just pinned him, then why, Benoit must be the number two technical wrestler. Oh, wait. The Rock beat him on Raw, so Benoit must be the third best technical wrestler. Oh, wait. Trish Stratus was beating him around just now, so I guess he's number five. Smash. Benoit appears from nowhere to attack Jericho and then drops a garage wall across his ribs. He's got those DDP ribs going on. And then smashes him down with a chair. Well, after The Rock and now Jericho, I would think twice about saying anything negative about Benoit in a backstage segment because he magically appears whenever someone says his name. <laughs> No, good segment, I, th- I, rem- I remember this segment. I remember being brutal with with Jericho having the, the, the garage door pulled down on his ribs. I remember it looking really bad. And I remember feeling a bit sad as well. Oh. 
because it kind of for me realized oh that's the end of in my head as a 16 year old wrestling fan i was like oh so is that the end of jericho and benoit in the main event now they're back to feuding with each other it felt a bit like oh we've had a little taste of them at the top and now they're, they're back down a couple of rungs and they're fighting each other that was the, i remember thinking that at the time you're not wrong but at this point i like that they are still at a near top level. Benoit is still feuding with The Rock. So with the conspiracy, spelled C-O-N-spiracy. And then also Jericho is here, kind of always feuding with Triple H, who's also at the top. So they're just bubbling under. And I like I think that's okay. Hmm. None of them are doing the IC title matches. That'll come later on. <laughs> but for now, I'm all right with it. It is a bit of a back step, but if it's going to be that, over Jericho feuding with Saturn, Jericho feuding with Crash Holly, Jericho feuding with Al Snow. No, you know, right. I'm all right with him wrestling Benoit. <laughs> and that leads us to the main event. The WF title is on the line. And we also get the WF Rewind from Wacky is to Bucky. Why did I type that? I actually typed Wacky is to Bucky. Okay, well, it must have been a funny move that day. Uh, the Rock versus Kurt Angle for the WF title. We've I like that in your notes you've you've put he made this he, he, what was it the Steve Blackman you did earlier was it Black Steveman he got blacked out by the Steveman he got blacked out by the Steveman <laughs> and now wacky is tobacco if you're a kid I go for one long walk and my whole brain just melts <laughs> god we've had this match a bunch of times already on Smackdown and they've all ruled so it's fine The Rock not even doing an interview earlier on the show so I don't know if he was busy from filming something, had to immediately head to the arena or whatever, but eh. Lovely stuff as usual between the two of them until Benoit and Shane appear to make life hard for The Rock. Anyway, The Rock somehow upgraded his wrestling ability recently, and so The Rock Plus is able to belly to belly angle the Olympian, and also The Sharpshooter, as we would call later on the Scorpion King Deathlock. But for now, it's just the... What are you doing? You're not Canadian. Don't do that move, please. But it's the rock. He gets away with everything. It was a weird one why he chose that move. Yeah. I don't know if he ever said why. I have to ask with him next time I see him. Uh, Benoit keeps sticking his four shoulders into the match. So the rock goes after him and chair shots him. And then thinks, ah, sod it. Sticks angle two in front of the referee for the DQ finish. Because why not? Shane McMahon tries for a chair shot, but the rock stares at him. So he drops it. The Rock makes chase until he spots Angle celebrating in the ring with The Rock's title. How dare he? The Rock goes back to drop him and glares. Beg your pardon. And glares at, I quote here to end the show, Shane's a posse. Thank you and good night. Make sure should, to tip your waiter. We should make your notes available. I kind of want to put you... No. I want to put some... I want to put your Smackdown podcast notes in like the Louvre. I feel like they're works of art in themselves. They belong in the loo. <laughs> Decent match in Rock and Angle, though. What a little appetizer for what's to come in months in a few months' time. Yeah. Oh, step by Angle step, brick by there brick. With the Rock. It certainly is. So good. so good. And see, you know, Kurt Angle with the WF title. Oh, perish the thought. Oh, it looked good, oh. didn't it? It looked good. It looked good. It suited him. So good. Make that a thing. Make that a thing. Great main event. For, great main event for SmackDown this week. Also, uh, Rock, you mentioned there, like, Rock Plus. 
which is what he's become, which is what he's become. I think this is a this was like a little subtlety that they brought into the feud with Benoit, which I really liked. Now I think about it. Like the Rock started using more submission moves and holds when he was wrestling Chris Benoit. Yeah. Almost like I'm sorry, I'm gonna keep you up. Dude, my body clock's so weird. I'm yawning and sneezing, you're doing good calls. I almost got away with that and said, no, I'm doing a Des Norton impression, but I'm like, this would be very inappropriate to ruin the one time the podcast Oh, okay, I've been in a funny situation. It did sound like a bit Dennis Norton, you're right. That's great to talk about the wrestling on the show and give a compliment, but I am still in this closet. I feel like, you know, Jerry Springer from this time period, whenever Jerry would would take the mic into the crowd to ask the crowd if the crowd was asked questions of the guest you get people that would just go hey to that to that guy over there you're trash you're trash and <laughs> goes, yeah, jerry jerry and then somebody else would go hey i don't want to ask questions i just want to earn my beads and they flash their bazongas and everyone would throw beads at them and then every so often they'd come to somebody who would go I've got a question for the guy there. Like, how do you sleep at night knowing that this is going on? And it was a sensible question. Everybody would boo them and chant, go <laughs> to Oprah, go to Oprah. Yeah. I feel like me talking about wrestling, people are going, boo! Dude, that's got to be Kane. Yeah. Do a, wow, what do a, a great match between Angle and Rock. Boo! <laughs> do a Dennis Norton impression. <laughs> There's no desire. The wrestling is, is is a very flimsy table of which we eat our dinner off. Yeah. That's <laughs> all it is. Oh, wait, oh. I mean, no, that's not true. <laughs> right, so from this week's SmackDown, tell me something that you uh, that you remembered. Oh, uh, Triple H and Trish. Yeah. Trishel H, as Trishel they call it in the H. shipping community. <laughs> the compromising position. The, 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 the classic banter from that one yeah very good yeah. I and said it might be or... just to interrupt it might be the last time uh triple h was ever in a compromising position or selling for somebody like that as well it's like the the uh cerebral assassin which jeff the jobber likes to say it means he thinks better than other people <laughs> compromised in his position i think he sold, trish. he sold for steph and trish there, i think more than he sold He's... for sting exactly <laughs> see you got it uh, what about yourself, Tom? What was something that you remembered? I, I've already said mine, which was the uh, the Chris Jericho garage door spot, which was just which stood out as particularly brutal at the time, as was the start at the time. Stood out as being particularly brutal, I thought. Like blood coming out of his face and him twonking him with a steel chair after the fact. Yeah, a bit of brutality. Liked it. How about something you forgot from this episode of SmackDown? Are you just... not uh, be... Funny, did you f- mix up what happened here with what happened in the film Scream by Wes Craven? How do you mean? Because uh, a dude got... Like, isn't that happen- something that happens? A woman gets crushed by a oh, garage yeah, door. Oh, yeah, by a garage door. Yeah. That might have been where they got the idea from. I don't know why I felt like killing the show with that. Sorry, we were doing so well. We almost went an entire show without me going on a blithering diatribe. <laughs> what did you oh, forget well. from this show? Or oh, forget that bit. What did you forget from the show? I forgot the big show coming back, turning the heel, and actually having a decent explanation for it. Very rarely happened. Because it happened... That was the one time they did it properly, and then the other 19 times, it was just like, well, it's summer. <laughs> Got to turn on something. I forgot about the conspiracy. 
which was the name I, of the group mm. that Shay McMahon was leading, apparently. I think that might be a fan thing. Like how, do you remember many moons ago, we were complaining because the... Oh, uh, what was it? Not the union, but... Oh, that's right. The Undertaker and Big Show was... Uh, what was their name? God. Their tag team thing. They were listed as a stable on Wikipedia on the basis that one time Midian Viscera showed up. <laughs> it's like, what? No. How dare you say these two were part of this? I mean, it obviously it gets very convoluted between the ministry, the corporate ministry and everything else. But like, no, they were never together with them. No, no. Who wrote this? There's one episode of SmackDown. We saw it. We go, that's bollocks. I think you're doing that. Well, conspiracy I stable. You, I encourage you to, to watch this episode of SmackDown from July 27th, 2000. I know you did, but you at home. Oh, sorry. Because um, I feel like the way that Michael Cole refers to them as the conspiracy lends something in the fact that they are a faction. Well, I'll write conspiracy. down that they were going to be one, and then next week we'll see. We'll see. We'll if reflect they're still on this. a conspiracy. We'll reflect on this next week. Tomorrow, 2 o'clock Greenwich Mean Time. You and I and some N64, a Twitch stream inspired by this podcast. I am channeling my inner Andrew Test Martin, and I will be playing some Nintendo 64 games. And I'll be doing some stuff. Uh, you'll be playing some N64 games. <laughs> I'm hoping the whole chat will just be people going, Stuff. <laughs> Yeah, that could be your leader thing for Pachidi. So it's I'm happy leader, to leader, have the trade, 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 trade. It's just Steph, Steph, Steph. Steph. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Cultaholic. If you'd love to join me on there, I'd love to have you with us. Until next time, Matthew, what are you working on? Uh, the newest episode of Botchmania. Because wrestling's happened. I'm Excellent. getting clips from last night's last night's Raw, where apparently Sheldon Benjamin showed up wearing his little COVID mask. He did. And none of the other Hurt Business were. And... Every he goes, you're wearing your mask. He takes off. He goes, ah, poop. <laughs> he goes, oh, poop. Like he's just remembered that Dennis Norton is still in the closet, slowly digesting the trish. <laughs> Will she be out and ready for next week? Who knows? You'll have to find out by tuning in to the Cold Classic Smackdown review, which you're available on Acast or any of the procedure where you can find the Coldholic podcast Apple Podcasts, Acast Spotify, Google Podcasts wherever you get your podcasts Oh I don't know we're on Spotify, that's amazing We're everywhere mate I've just started using Spotify you see I've been using YouTube music for ages but Oh no, uh, get yourself on Spotify, we're there And you know what, I have been Mr Matthew Gregg the typer and talker of complete bollocks This has been Tom Campbell, the hardest working man in Coldholic history Don't forget to join us, love you, bye That's gotta be Tom Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 